in contrast to most acquisitions where you know the big parent company like a strategic company will then integrate that's the word that's used in an M&A or mergers and acquisition context integrate the acquired company into their operations into their products and and really sort of you know in many ways dismantle some pieces where it makes sense for synergies and so on that doesn't exist here because process is a holding company of various investments and companies that they own and everybody operates independently so our team stays in place the SLT the leadership team continues to stay in place our entire organization stays in place the same structure and we just execute on our plan to make a lot of impact for people around the world. Big tech has advantages in budget and resources when it comes to building powerful infra, right? With CockroachDB, you can now build on top of that. The founders come from Google and basically built Open Source Spanner, but with a serverless option you can use for free at cockroachlabs.com slash stackoverflow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk about software and technology. We have a very special episode today. Joining us is our CEO, Prashanth Chandrasekhar, and we're going to talk about big news, which is that we have finalized the deal and Stack Overflow has been officially acquired by Process, a very large and well-respected technology investor based out of Europe. Prashanth, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. Super excited to be here. You know, obviously, it's a great momentous and kind of a big milestone for the company. So really happy to share, you know, why we're so excited with our community. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting news. I know you wrote a blog post about it, but for folks who haven't seen that, I wanted to cover a little bit of it. Tell us a little bit about just at a high level, how this came to be, you know, how, how we met Process and why, uh, you know, they were so interested in Stack Overflow. Yeah, no, happy to. So in general, you know, obviously Stack has been in the ecosystem for over the past decade. So a lot of people know about us, not only obviously our community, but investors and companies who pay attention to who's making a big impact. And obviously, thanks to our community and the work that we do as a company, we continue to make an increasing impact every year. So so Process specifically, you know, they have this very specific mission statement that's all about building leading companies that empower people and enrich communities, right? So they're, like, as you said, one of the largest uh, tech investors in the world with investments in Tencent and OLX, the big classifieds company, PayU in the fintech space, a whole range of education tech companies like Baiju's right. and Code Academy and Skillsoft and so on. And so they are very much investors in very large scale, high impact internet companies. And so they have been tracking us in that context because we're all about the internet and empowering the internet and empowering communities. So we, we were on that radar. It made a lot of sense when I read about it in that context. I think I had mentioned to you, we were already sort of just working casually with Codecademy uh, before this deal was announced because they make great tutorials right. about learning all different kinds of coding languages. And we have a huge platform you know, to just put it in front of the right people. And so we had made that connection. So understanding that they have this big ed tech portfolio and kind of this thesis, which I think maybe I'd like to hear your thoughts on, which is that just the, the demand for technical education is going to, you know, increase sort of exponentially over the next decade. And so in that sense, you know, Stack Overflow is poised to have a big impact. You mentioned before we got on the call, you know, right, to think about it almost in a platform sense. How do you think about it? What do you mean by platform sense? Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about Stack Overflow, we are very much, you know, our public platform is well known. We, you know, we serve close to 100 million monthly visitors, right? Many of their mm -hmm. companies, by the way, serve similar numbers of, numbers of people. So they operate at a very mm -hmm. significant scale. Right. So there's some commonality there. But in the context of our platform, we 
we do a lot of things for developers, as in developers uh, engage on our platform, they engage privately in their companies through our Stack Overflow for Teams product. They mm. consume products of other big uh, tech providers through our reach and relevance product by getting exposure to those products in our advertising business and so on. So the platform is just really sort of getting started in the context of all the things that we can do for our users. So in the context of ed tech, very specifically, I think there's a lot for us to, when we think about f- the future of workplace learning and collaboration. Today, implicitly, our public platform, 15 million questions and answers, enables everybody to get empowered and learn about every possible technology topic. And uh, they are obviously collaborating with experts around the world on a public platform. They do the same with our Stack Overflow for Teams product internally within organizations. But that right. implicitly is driving a lot of knowledge sharing and learning across the world, right? And yeah. that is just powerful. And that is mostly like contextually very relevant knowledge that's being presented at the right time when people are having issues. And where the people, our community and public platform gets people unstuck when they are stuck on, a, on, a, on an issue, <laughs> right. right? And so right. that's a very specific way of learning. And that complemented with potentially the content and other uh, you know ways in which we can partner with their other edtech portfolio companies like the code academies and the udemies of the world provides an opportunity for us to provide even more value for our users to learn about various uh, technology topics so that's you know one of the fundamental you know opportunities and maybe if i could extend this point beyond you mentioned the word thesis the other big part here is that given that they're such a massive international company and uh, you mm. know they're a 180 billion dollar market cap a capitalization right. company with you know 20 billion in cash uh, they operate at very significant scale globally and they are excellent at being able to expand companies or enable companies to expand globally and if you think about our teams business we are you know call it 85% of our revenues come from the US Right, even though our community mm, right. is very global, right? Uh, U.S. Right. being number one, India being number two, the U.K. and so on. So there's a huge opportunity for us to partner with them to to expand very rapidly internationally as we sort of continue to you know build out our execute on our product strategy, both on the public platform side as well as our paid product side. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know you know just from looking at the numbers and even the people who listen to the podcast that it's all over the world. But right, having a sales organization that's based in a certain time zone and is you know mastered one or two languages can be tough even to meet the demand. So it'd be really interesting to see what happens there. All right, so let's just address the elephant in the room. I know this isn't the case, but you know the big response online was, "Okay, Stack Overflow has been acquired. Time for us to grab all the data and build a new one. They're going to put <laughs> up the paywall. It's we're going back to the experts exchange days. Just I guess for a second, let's put people's fears to rest. Do we have any plans to change the way Stack Overflow, the public platform, works, or to change anything really about you know sort of the the mission statement and the goals that we had set out for 2021? Absolutely not. The reason why we've been successful over the past 12 years is this phenomenal democratized access to all things technical knowledge on our public platform. We have 50 Mm -hmm. million questions and answers. There is no intent to put any paywall, anything of that of that manner out there as a result of this, you know, we, we have paid products for a reason, right? The public platform is free for a reason. And <laughs> right. then we have our paid right. products yeah. for companies to yes. pay us so that they can leverage the same functionality in their private organizations, within their organizations for, for confidential things. So we already have right. solved that, that issue. You know, that's not going to change. And the broader point, mm-hmm. I think, Ben, that you're mentioning is important in that as a, what's so great about this is that we will continue to operate as a 100% independent company. And so uh, in contrast to most acquisitions where, you know, the big parent company, like a strategic company, 
will then integrate, that's the word that's used in an M&A or mergers and acquisition context, integrate the acquired company into their operations, into their products, and and really mm-hmm. sort of, you know, in many ways, dismantle some pieces where it makes sense for synergies and so on. That doesn't exist here because Process is a holding company of various right. investments and companies that they own, and everybody operates independently. So our team stays in place. The SLT, the leadership team, continues to stay in place. Our entire organization stays in place, the same structure. And we just execute on our plan to make a lot of impact for people around the world. Yeah, I think what you say makes a lot of sense. You know, Process is not an operating company. And so for us to remain independent makes the most sense. And the same thing goes for what is the business strategy? Will they, you know, want to see Stack Overflow grow in its size and its influence and its value over time? So the formula is is working, right? Like they're not going to suddenly try to squeeze out an extra penny by putting questions behind a paywall. That would be destructive to, you know, both of our interests. So I think exactly. uh, viewed that way, you know, it kind of makes a lot more sense why we would sort of stay the path. Absolutely. So I just wanted to change tacks just for a second here, talk a little bit about something that you had mentioned within the, the recent blog post and before, but we haven't had the chance to talk about on the podcast. Can you sort of give people a high level take on what is reach and relevance? So Stack Overflow, when I joined about two years ago, had three lines of business, talent, advertising, and teams. Yeah. We now have two. Uh, we have teams and then we have reach and relevance, which in some ways combines, we're trying to combine the best of our advertising and our talent. So Correct. for folks who don't quite know, what is reach and relevance and what are we trying to do there? That's a good question. Uh, so we've obviously evolved uh, the business and the company over the past couple of years since I've been on board. So obviously we've had several changes that we've made. And one of the things that we wanted to do was really unify the company's product strategy. And this is with the help of uh, Teresa Dietrich, our chief product officer and her team and our go-to-market teams. Really, we said, hey, everything is in service of the user. Like that's who we are serving Mm -hmm. every day, right? So what we should do should be 100% focused on that. And that's why we're very big on a product-led transformation of our company at the moment to, to really transform it into a product-led SaaS company, and of course, also deliver a very predictable and reliable financial performance. But going back to your question, the many changes that we made in 2020 and 2021, uh, year to date, we have aligned to one product strategy in the spirit of serving that user. And we have three fundamental product areas, if you will. The first one is the public platform and the public community, the 50 million questions and answers, the 100 million monthly visitors that, that visit the website. That's one. And we spend a lot of time thinking about how to make sure the experience for users leveraging that uh, free uh, platform is exceptional. And we're investing heavily mm-hmm. here. We're hiring a new VP of community, as uh, as is mentioned recently, adding to the community management team and so on. Uh, so a lot of great you know, developments there. Uh, that's number one. Number two is our Stack Overflow for Teams product, which is a private version of our public platform for companies and organizations to use for private knowledge sharing with the same Q&A format, with integrating into Slack, integrating into Microsoft Teams, integrating with other tools like GitHub and Okta and uh, Jira and so on uh, to be part of that developer workflow. And number three is our second paid product, which is called Region Relevance. And our Region Relevance includes our advertising business, which obviously has all the principles that we've talked about a lot about. We're very thoughtful about what type of ads we put out to our community public platform and so on. That is uh, for tech providers to be able to showcase their products and features. And by the way, we're going to be making some announcements here fairly soon in the next, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the next three I weeks. I think the podcast will air too soon, but otherwise we could talk about some even, yeah, some more exciting developments that tie together a bunch of these ideas. Yeah, but. super exciting for the community uh, in about three weeks from the, the recording day today. We will be uh, making a you know, very you know exciting announcement. And then separately, uh, so that's the advertising business, really enabling 
companies to showcase their products and feature releases, et cetera. So the users in our public community can try those features to get make them go faster or enable right. them to go faster with what they're building. And the second component of reach and relevance is for those same companies to be able to showcase their companies as great employers because of their culture and their leadership team and what it is to work as an engineer within those companies or developer. And that is uh, what we call employer branding. And that's, again, for uh, our users to be have access to companies and the, the spirit of what these companies, how they operate, and to get an inside view into that, again, uh, Stack Overflow style. So the region right. relevance concept is combining all things advertising, you know, to really again, serve our users to give them exposure to products, give them exposure to companies uh, so that they can uh, build great things and potentially go join companies that they're interested in. So that's that's region relevance. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I, that's some of that stuff I feel kind of developed organically from my side. You know, when I came in, wasn't really clear what sort of the scope of content marketing would mean. And over time, you know, as we were doing talent deals, people would say, well, can we also do something for your blog. You know, we'd like to put this product in front of developers, or maybe, you know, one of our executives could be on the podcast. And you start to see that, yeah, you know, there is a tremendous amount of demand to reach developers at the right time to speak to them in a sort of, you know, manner that they can relate to that's technical, but accessible. And that content, you know, by developers and for developers, I think this gets back to process, is an increasingly, you know, sort of booming business. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on a paid platform or, you know, a, a boot camp, but also just go to YouTube or Twitch or right. TikTok. And there are just people who are making their whole living as content creators sharing that kind of education from a per- first person perspective. So it's pretty cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I think like you say, this particular announcement is really a testament to the impact of, uh, you know, Stack Overflow more broadly, right? That includes a uh, 100 million uh, developers and technologists who spend time on our website every month. Uh, so again, it's a, as big of an announcement for our community as it's for, for the company, all our users. Yeah. And there's no way to go but up because again, process, you know, they, they serve a fifth of the world's population through their companies. This is yeah. before Stack Overflow, right? So, so this, so, <laughs> okay. so this- a fourth now, maybe, I don't know what we added, but yeah. Yeah, so just a, you know, very significant impact and to your point, I think, you know, communities, especially in the environment that we are now evolving into post the pandemic, and, you know, I think we're sort of hopefully in the back end of it, I think is here to stay. You know, community is very much kind of, a, I've explained this before, you know, most companies focus on building products and focus on brands, but they may think right. about communities. And you know, I really believe this is a momentous time where communities get, uh, you know, kind of the forefront and you know, the power of communities to build something of high impact and to help out their fellow, in our case, developers. All right. Well, that brings me to the last sort of question, really more of a discussion point, which is, as you said, you know, we are past a year into uh, quite a world-changing experience with a global pandemic and, you know, beginning to see uh, some hopeful signs in certain regions. I guess I wanted to chat a little bit from your perspective, uh, you know, as the CEO, thinking ahead to, you know, uh, having this sort of global global reach and scale, how the world has changed and where Stack Overflow fits in now. I saw something being shared recently was from uh, HashiCorp, which is a software company based yeah. in the Valley. And they said something which I hadn't really seen before, which was like, you know, lead by example. Okay, I know that one. Establish a process. Sure, got it. But it was a make docs an expectation, which is something that I'm familiar with, you mm-hmm. know, documentation, but not something I see often being said out loud by companies. And I, it feels like the move to remote and the sort of almost universal nature now, the expectation of remote and asynchronous collaboration in the cloud has made some of the processes that were familiar to folks who work in software, like version control and documentation, 
almost more universal. You know, that, that they apply now to so many different knowledge workers because some of those best practices that developers have sort of created over the years now make sense for a lot of people, right? Yeah, it's a great, great point, uh, Ben. And so I think that you know you you touched on very uh, several very important points in what you just said. So if you think about what's happening in the industry that has uh, just in general in the world as a result of the 2020 sort of crisis around the pandemic, all this acceleration of people looking to digitize their businesses, and that's been happening for decades, by the way, but in general, this has received a steroid shot in 2020, right? And mm. so you've got uh, all the cloud transformation initiatives that are now on hyperdrive with AWS and Azure and Google Cloud, uh, all, yeah. you know, you see them rising as a result of that. You've got this real focus on unlocking the power of data through uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, you've got the power of being super fast with the concepts of things like DevOps and just, you know, Agile that have, again, come to the forefront. All these fundamental sort of accelerants that are happening in pretty much every company that, you know, I talk to a lot of CIOs and CTOs like every week, and everybody is dealing with this. They're all trying mm -hmm. to really sort of uh, make their company a lot more modern, agile, innovative, closer to their customers, and so on. And all that is happening. And to enable that as an accelerant, Stack Overflow is absolutely in the in that workflow, right? So we through our mm. Stack Overflow for Teams product, enabling all these tech, these initiatives internally for people to get on the same page to really be enabled with the knowledge and be empowered to make the decisions through this asynchronous uh, knowledge that we're collecting through Stack Overflow for Teams and companies can use our product for that. In the public platform sense, they are leveraging the content because everybody's learning to code. More and more people are coming into the workforce to become technologists and Stack Overflow plays a huge role in that context. And of course, through our region relevance products, people are trying to get jobs and get access to new products that are being launched. And then to top it all off is the point that you made around remote work. So the fact is that remote work is here to stay. It's not going away. Absolutely not, right? <laughs> no. And no. Uh, despite, you know, you know, there'll probably be some, there, there will definitely be some level of hybrid work. And even for our own company, right. we have offices in, of course, in New York and London and Austin and Munich. And we expect to use that real estate to bring people right. together for creative work. Uh, but we also are not going to ask employees to come back because we've seen tremendous benefits of working uh, for everybody has seen tremendous benefits of working from home. And, you know, of course, it comes with some downsides with things like staring at a screen for 12 hours and, you know, causing Zoom burnout and so on. But the pros <laughs> yeah. generally based on surveys that we've conducted even within our own company seem to outweigh the cons. So that remote working environment, again, puts Stack Overflow in the center of it because companies can use our products, whether it's a public platform or Stack Overflow for Teams, right. to really collaborate asynchronously and share knowledge uh, in this remote yeah. world. Now, I mentioned one last point around this is that over the past year, as a result, and even this year, we've seen a significant increase in the number of people signing up for Stack Overflow, our public accounts. Of course, our products right. are all, you know, very, very high growth momentums, and we're in hyper growth in our Stack Overflow for Teams product and region relevance uh, product as well. But our public platform has seen, on average, close to 200,000 signups all of 2020 and 2021 year to date relative to about 150,000 signups from around the world every month in 2019. Mm -hmm. And this past month in May of 2021 uh, was our highest sign-up month ever in the history of the company. That was close to, I think, 280,000 signups, something like that. 
There's a real trend happening that I've noticed, which is certificates, which are sort of like almost like an online boot camp you can do. And then you can be certified for to work in Azure or Google Cloud or you know a Salesforce admin. You could get good at observability. And it seems to me there's been, yeah, for a lot of people, maybe a fundamental rethink of what they want their work lives to look like. They've been you know, at home, in some cases, forced to be at home. And they realize there's all these new on-ramps to a technology career, that there's a lot, a ton of demand for these high-paying jobs, many of which, as you said, now are going to be remote. And so they avail themselves of tools like Stack Overflow as they start on this learning journey. And it, it's, you know, compared to your, your traditional liberal arts education, it can be so rapid. You can get these certificates in six weeks or, you know, three months, and then plunge into a field where people are hiring every day. There are just not enough people you know, out there to do these roles. 100%. And they're, they're not exactly junior engineer roles. They're sort of, you know, it's sort of like domain specific. And from there, maybe you'll branch out and learn more of the, you know, the fundamentals of computer science, but you can master, you know, this sort of, so it's almost like a, you know, an HVAC repairman, but for you Azure cloud, you learn, you know, the specific sets. I know how to work with this dashboard. I'm going to be able to help clients and you get, you can sort of dive into it. 100%. I mean, you know, we really believe as part of our mission, uh, helping write the script of the future by serving developers and technologists, we really believe in that democratization of that knowledge. And, you know, thanks mm-hmm. to the benevolent uh, nature of our community who want to share and help out their fellow developers, because as we all know, writing code can be significantly frustrating as I've experienced myself, <laughs> you know, being a developer a long time ago. It is the right thing to do to unlock human potential, to give people access to just basic information that allows them to go yeah. faster. And then it's up to them with creativity to build some great things uh, beyond that foundation. So absolutely yeah. agree. To get back to one more point that you touched on before we say our goodbyes about how remote is here to stay, some of the you know surveys I've seen recently, you know, from reputable places like Bloomberg, found 39% would consider leaving their jobs if bosses mm-hmm. aren't flexible about working from home, or 92% of companies, you know, right. are saying remote is here to stay in some fashion or another. So, I think the next six months to a year we're probably going to be a period of friction and turnover as you know employers and employees sort out you know what side of that that line they want to sit on i agree 100% and in our own company i think that's why we've taken the position that we have because you have to you know listen to your employees and understand you know what their preferences are where they're most effective and ultimately it does take right. a shift in management style and leadership style to really empower your people to deliver great results. And, you know, I think the traditional tops down way of managing companies, I think are going to be really questioned. Of course, we are hiring at Stack Overflow and we do have flexible remote work sort of culture here. So check out all of our career stuff on our careers page. As I do at the end of every episode, I will shout out the winner of a lifeboat badge that's somebody who came on Stack Overflow and found a question with a score of negative three or less. They gave it an answer, got up to a score of 20 or more, and uh, you know, nice. saved a, a question from the dustbin of history. Now it's got some knowledge you can use. So thank you. Awarded 20 minutes ago to Jordi Castilla, how to convert hours, minutes, and seconds into minutes using JavaScript. We'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. Prashant, thank you so much for coming on. I am Ben Popper, the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. And you can always email us, podcast at stackoverflow.com. If you enjoy the show, leave a rating and a review on the platform of your choice where you listen to podcasts. It definitely helps. Prashant, who are you and where can you be found on the internet? Yeah, no, uh, Prashant Chandrasekhar, CEO of Stack Overflow. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter at P. Chandrasekhar, that's my entire last name. So just look up my name on LinkedIn and Twitter and you know, I'm happy to sort of engage with you on those platforms. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Ben.